Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. It's the 19th of January, 2021, and what a crazy year it has been already. Put your hands in the air. I know you're just listening to it on audio, but look, we, this should be a collaborative experience. It should be an interactive experience. Just wherever you're sitting, it doesn't matter. Even if you're out and about, just put your hands up if you're totally confused as to who Raw is aimed at anymore. SmackDown, kicking ass. Smack, SmackDown is great. SmackDown is up there with one of the best professional wrestling shows you could see, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and then Raw is like they... Raw is like they take the script... And they write it, and then they sort of muddle up all the pages, but they still run it in that order. (laughs) It's great. I secretly love it, because it gives me a lot of material for ups and downs. But yes, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Uh, Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com as well, always supporting Simon Miller's pro wrestling show. And a quick shout out to everyone that joined the Patreon this week, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. I massively appreciate it. Your um, financial investment in me, I suppose, for lack of a better term, is humbling to say the least, and I wouldn't be able to do it without your support. So thank you so much. I think we should just start with Raw. I'm probably going to title this, you know, Worst Raw Ever or something like that. It was kind of weird. It was one of those ups and downs, just to refer to that, my What Culture show, where it actually got more ups than downs. But that's, even though people are going nuts on Twitter, uh, Simon Miller 316, cheap plug. You know, a lot of those downs were me being a dingus. Sometimes people just focus on the numerical count too much, hence why we introduced the whole overall ups and downs. Um, but you're damn right I'm giving up and up to Dwayne Gill, who flipping suffered a heart attack last month and now comes back and smashing it. That gets an up in my world. And there ain't no two ways about it. But I suppose that's the segment we should focus on. And that's really what I'm talking about, as we did in the early part of the show. <laughs> well, who, who thought of it? Like, there's nothing wrong with Gilbert coming back to a certain extent. But he's been doing this for four decades now. And I think you could probably argue that maybe it it overstayed its welcome. I'm all for him making a payday. I like Dwayne Gill. He's a very nice individual. But, I mean, if it's for kids, that's fine. But then, do I really think it is for kids? No. The Drew McIntyre thing did make me laugh. For the wrong reasons. I want to make that clear. I laughed for the wrong reasons. I laughed because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I laughed because of the most ridiculous accent that he adopted. I thought that was very entertaining and very funny. Again... It was just, and the whole point of it was just to let you know that if you are excited to see Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, well, you're probably not going to get a winner because the Miz is going to cash in his money in the bank much like he did back in December. So it's just like copy and paste, copy and paste Groundhog Day. And I think that's the issue with the overall show. Like Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Nia, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, round and round and round. Xavier Woods has now just injected himself into the ricochet position and we never got a conclusion with that ricochet storyline. Uh, Elias and Jackson Riker are breaking up. Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler are breaking up. The Hurt Business may be breaking up. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no progression. We, 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 we start where we finish and we finish where we start. And there was some good stuff. There was some good stuff. Ricochet versus AJ Styles, not only a terrific match, but one of the best finishes you're ever likely to see ever, no matter what the year. I mean, the fact they're able to do that to begin with is something that we should all applaud. But being able to pull it off in the way that they did, truly, ironically, phenomenal. Like, so good. So, so good. 
But then there's always a caveat, right? Like, why are Drew Gulak and Ricochet the only two people in the entire company, male or female, maybe I've missed someone, but I'm pretty sure I haven't, who aren't allowed to declare themselves for the Royal Rumble? Now, declaring yourself for the Royal Rumble is a problem to begin with. Because if you could declare yourself from the Royal Rumble, why the hell would you ever have surprises? And also, why wouldn't everyone on day one go, oh, by the way, I declare myself for the Royal Rumble, right? Stands to reason. That's the, that, that's what you would do. So it doesn't make any sense why you would do it to begin with. But why is Adam Pearce happy with 99.9% of the field declaring themselves, but poor Drew Gallagher and Ricochet have to try and, uh, you know, get in there by taking on AJ Styles and were still both lost? Because all you've done there is tell everybody Drew Gulak is not a character you should care about and Ricochet is not a character you should care about. And that's fine if you don't want to push them now or they're not on your radar. But maybe at some point in the future, you will have an opportunity for them. And you're just making it so much harder for yourself when there was no need. I don't mind Drew Gulak necessarily not beating AJ Styles last week, but Ricochet, a guy that gets on most roars. And has just had his, you know, absolute, <laughs> I'd say had his ass pounded, but that's probably not the best time, I'm going with it. Had his, had his ass pounded by retribution for four or five weeks. You've got to give him something. And he looked phenomenal. I said the word again, it's because I'm obsessed with the phenomenal four. I'm into the recall, which is also good. But he looked great in the match as that AJ. Uh, so I thought someone described it as sort of like new AJ versus old AJ, which I thought was very good. There is There are similarities there, but... It's just a mystery, like like evolution, and, uh, and it kicked off weird as well. Like the the difficult thing with the Randy or actually, you know what? It, it, it's almost brilliant when it comes to bookending the show because it's actually what WWE needs to do. It all depends on whether you like the approach that they're taking. You know, that's where it starts and ends. But if you're going to set Randy on fire, he has to come back with some kind of mask. He has to come back with some kind of burns. Otherwise, we're going to fall into that trap that we always fall into, which is just, well, why the hell did we do anything to begin with? If there's no consequences and there's no follow-ups, you are literally making a program week to week and you're never going to get you know more viewers that way. So starts off the show he's wearing some kind of mask to protect his burns he's all screwed up I, I, I didn't actually mind what he did i did think it was overly long and a little bit plodding but i thought randy orton did very good with it but you can criticize the story overall of course but you can't criticize them for actually deciding to go in that direction because i feel like they had to and i actually feel like it's something that maybe in the past they wouldn't have done so I kind of wasn't, you know, so um, so annoyed by that. And then you fast forward to the end of the show, and I found myself in the same predicament. I have said time and time again that if you're going to have characters like Lacey Evans or um, Lacey Evans, like Alexa Bliss or The Fiend, there has to be some kind of fear, some kind of terror around the rest of the roster. Otherwise, why do they even exist? That you know, it, it's like if you put Jason or Freddy or uh, the Scream guy into a movie and nobody's scared of them then the fans watching the audience aren't going to be scared because if you're like well what, what's there to be scared of i'm not you know what i'm being told is i don't need to be scared of them but there is always there's always an exception to that rule and oscar was the exception to that rule seeing her cower and run away when she's kind of a little bit weird in her own right in a positive way i didn't think that worked but again i do think that you had to do this with alexa bliss she has to be able to, i'm not saying it's good or bad in terms of doing it but in terms of where we're going she has to be able to transform she has to know sell stuff because that's what bray white has done to her and bray white is the catalyst for all of this stuff so it's hard i don't know where it's going to go i saw somebody kind of fantasy book that maybe alexa bliss wins the title of the raw rumble and then it's charlotte flair who <laughs> who takes the championship off at wrestlemania to obviously save us all and i can see that happening and whether it's good or not i don't know i need to see it and i need to see it happening i need to see the execution of it i am certainly not 
I'm in a funny place with Charlotte Flair because if you go on the internet, which I understand is a vocal minority, but, you know, it's still a good place to canvas opinion. When you go on there, you get this sort of, you know, left-right kind of deal with Charlotte Flair. It's like you either love her or you hate her. I kind of fall in the middle. I completely understand why WWE pushes her like they do because she's really good in the ring and she looks absolutely great. I don't necessarily mind her dominating so much because, again, it's related to sports. You do get dominating teams. But I just find at the moment, especially, I'm not really gravitating or emotionally investing in any of the feuds that she's doing. So if it actually can pick up when you do an Alexa Bliss feud, then I, I wouldn't be too against it at all. But I did think you had to have this... You have to justify these character changes. I know I always go back to the Shinsuke Nakamura booting AJ Styles and the balls at WrestleMania, but that was one of the worst heel turns ever because it didn't help him. He didn't win any of their matches. He never got the championship. He may as well have stayed a good guy. You know, if you're going to be a bad guy, you've got to have something to show for it. Someone did it recently and it paid off, and now I can't remember who it was. Of course I can't. But when you do do that, it's brilliant. I guess Kenny Omega would be a good one, right? He, he walked the dark path and now he's the AEW champion. He's slowly taking over wrestling. So like, well, that was a good idea, Kenny. <laughs> you're doing really well. But when you sit there and you, you kind of take Raw for what it was, it's just crazy. <laughs> and it's all the little things. Like going back to Charlotte Flair, she takes on Peyton Royce. There's a distraction by Lacey Evans and Rick, who I'm meant to think are banging, which I never want to think of again as long as I live. But because it's Charlotte Flair and she's up, uh, you know, she's in another tier to Peyton Royce, the distraction doesn't matter. But then you have a distraction later with Mace and Xavier Woods, but they're on a different tier, so that distraction will work. Why we even have two distractions in the same show, I don't know. And then you've got a DQ with Elias, so you can't get a clean finish there. So you just go round and round and round and round, and all these matches that you put on don't actually have any conclusions. They're just left massively open, so if we want to return to them next week, we can, and if we don't, we don't have to. Hence why Elias, Jeff Hardy, and Jackson Riker are still doing this. And somebody tell me why. <laughs> you can send me a message on a postcard. Just write Simon Miller, the bald a-hole, bald castle, bald land. It will get to me. I'm the only bald person in the world. But I, I don't know. I know there was a car accident you know, no one's mentioning that anymore, so you can't really put that down to it. I don't know why Jackson Riker is so enamored with Elias to begin with, because he wants the universal truth. Doesn't make any sense. There's nothing wrong with talking gibberish, but it's got to, you know, within the gibberish, you've got to be able to see Elias manipulating Jackson Riker. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's why I'm hoping that when Kofi Kingston comes back, we pick up on the comments that Mustafa Ali made when he was all like, you know, you took away my opportunity. I'm glad you're injured. Now you know how I feel. They'll have great matches. It makes perfect sense. And they're going to need something to do. And of course, the two teams are feuding with already. And I don't mind the Hurt Business. No, that's not kind of true. I feel like the Hurt Business are so good on Raw at the moment. And one of the things that, I mean, maybe doesn't work consistently in the sense that some of their stories are a little bit crazy. But it's it's something that... You can sink your teeth into, you can believe. And the fact that we're already teasing, breaking up, it's like, it's too soon. Like, it's absolutely too soon. I feel like we should we should just give it some time before we do this. And if it, if it helps Cedric Alexander, then I'm all good. He should be a star. He deserves his opportunity. And you've got to, like, say whatever you want. You've got to give credit to, to, Bobby, to WWE Bobby Lashley. You may want Matt Riddle to be pushed. I don't know your personal taste. But they have chosen Bobby Lashley, the most protected and dominant man in all of professional wrestling. At the end of that tag match against the Lucha House Party and Riddle, he just got so fed up after Shelton Benjamin Cedric Alexander had kept fighting. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to go wreck them all. <laughs> and he did. And he won. And he was like, I'm done. I'm going home. I'm going to eat a bunch of protein. So, yeah, it was uh, just raw, I suppose. Then we had everything with Alexa's playground. Oscar won that over for me because she's so stupid and she was dancing around. We've talked about the dirt sheet. I don't think we ever need to talk about it again. Just, you just Sometimes you should allow the comedy to be organic. 
Don't sit down and say this segment is going to be comedy. Sit down and figure out what do we want to get across here? Okay, we want to get across, even though we shouldn't be, but we want to get across that Miz may cash in his money in the bank at Royal Rumble. Well, come up, make that the crutch and then let everything... You could just tell it was so forced. And of course, it was going to be a little bit forced because they had these people in the back, but... I don't know. <laughs> I did laugh. That's the problem. But I was laughing. I was laughing in that sense of like, what am I watching? And how has this happened? And who 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 thought this was a good idea? <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely great. I don't know how the I don't know how the same company is also writing SmackDown. I I really don't. I find that absolutely incredible. It's just it must be there must be a secret that I don't know about. There just has to be because I don't Smackdown is great I thought Smackdown the other day was really good like WWE does suffer with my personal tastes simply because they do too many roll-ups and too many distractions it just it just grinds on me after a while and I start to think well what was even the point of uh you know expecting a uh, a, a clean finish and you don't want that you want to expect clean finishes and then you want to be surprised otherwise but that's a personal thing. And when the show is so good, it doesn't even matter. But you know, the Adam Pearce contract signing was a little bit hokey, but I liked it. I enjoyed Kevin Owens coming back. I enjoyed all the engagement throughout the show with J.O. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. I thought they were... Big E was just the greatest person I've ever seen in my life. I mean, if you watch wrestling to be entertained and he sat there on a sofa with his Ghostbusters jumpers just saying the most ludicrous things into a microphone, man, give him all the plaudits. And the tease with Apollo Crews too. I know it probably needs a little bit more justification. Even Michael Cole was like, why the hell is he friends with Roman Reigns? But Roman Reigns probably should be adding more people to his cult, which is essentially what it is. And if Apollo Crews, it's a bit early for him to win the IC Championship from Big E. But at some point, if Big E does lose it, and it is to Apollo Crews, and he joins Roman, so Roman's helped him, and with the ultimate goal that it's Big E that takes it off Roman, I think that's great long-term storytelling. You have to, you don't have to do that for ages. You don't have to do it at WrestleMania. You can hold it off longer than that. You can do a you know you can do a title change on SummerSlam or something like that. And I could be getting way ahead of myself, but still, the fact that I'm able to think about it in this way, I thought was quite. It's got me excited, and that's the key. It got me excited. It may not necessarily go in the way that I want it to, but. You know, with Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, and The Fiend, I don't know what way it's going to go, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be for me personally. And then on SmackDown, where you have great matches as well, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan was just absolutely awesome. And Nakamura being back as the Nakamura, we remember, he took on Jey Uso, right? Yeah, it was, it's just, and I know they are not your young up-and-comers 20-something, but you may as well do, you know, you may as well do something with these guys if they're on your roster, because they're so talented and they know what they're doing. Even the Natalia Liv Morgan match was good. Again, it just got screwed up because of the whole distraction stuff, even though I enjoyed that distraction. I was kind of surprised after the fact loads of people, oh, that Billy Kay character's stupid. I was like, really? I love that Billy Kay character. <laughs> I, I just, I, it's just so stupid. So stupid. Like one of the stupidest things ever. So, well, you know, each their own, I suppose. But, you know, I really I really did I did enjoy that. And I like Baron Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. I thought that rocked. I like Baron Corbin getting in Dominic's face. I saw so many people saying, oh, where's the Knights of the Lone Wolf? They'll come back. I'm sure it was a... I don't know this speculation, but I'm sure it's COVID or something like that. It's a good gimmick. They won't get rid of it. Um, and then uh, the Bianca Belair Bailey stuff. That was the other thing that people didn't like. They thought, oh, it's too much like the, the waiting room with Britt Baker. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was inspired by that. But look, if you have a fake door with a fake doorbell and the host makes you use it, I'm in. And I like that feud. It, it's all around about the houses because 
you know, they've had a match and people have lost and, and they're still going. But I think ulti- I mean, Bianca Belair should win the Royal Rumble. She should now throw Bailey out of the Royal Rumble and she should win. And then they should have a match at whatever the next pay-per-view is. Bianca Belair should win then again. And I suppose she takes on Sasha Banks or she takes on uh, Oscar. It won't be Oscar, but whoever. Whichever way you want to do it if you're going make to uh, make her jump brands. But it was just such an easy to watch show. And then you get to, you know, the end of the... And he had Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn when Big E was on his couch. But then you get to the end and it's just like, that was easy. That was so easy to watch. It all makes sense. Again, I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. I like the characters. I enjoy there's a certain amount of uh, depth throughout the show. You know, I'm not just waiting for... You know, we go back in the day. You know, I'm not just waiting for a Triple H, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock. It's you know, back, I can't think of the characters then, but they all had purposes. And I feel like SmackDown has got that a lot better than Raw. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's. You could tell me there are different companies at the moment, and I believe you. Also, thought AEW was great. I couldn't even find flaw with it last week. It doesn't mean there weren't things that. It doesn't mean it was the best show ever, which I think sometimes people think it does mean. It just mean it was so well put together that I was like, yeah, <laughs> I had a good time. It was really good. And that was that. I think I liked everything with Chuck Taylor and Miro. I think Chuck Taylor will be really funny as his butler, which is always good. I like that Matt Hardy is hopefully going to something corrupt the Ryans of private party. I think that would be quite cool. He's now told them on BTE that they have to start winning matches by any means necessary. So that will be a cool little thing. Uh, the Inner Circle now going to have their three-way tag match. Um, tomorrow night. I think that will be awesome as well. Don't know what they're doing with that. I am still convinced that Sammy Guevara and MJF are in cahoots. There is no reason for this. It's just what I think would be a, make for a good wrestling storyline. And actually, the sort of the young up-and-comers don't like Chris Jericho being the being the big bad vet. I mean, I don't... You can do that. It depends if you want to turn Chris Jericho face or not. Is it too early? Is it... Is it you know, have we missed the point? I don't know the answer to that. But, you know, I, I like... We kind of we're falling out in the sense that we're having you know had Hager versus Wardlow, but they got it out of their system, and now these guys are going to get out of their system. So they all stand up for themselves. They're not as united as a group as they were, which should be the case because obviously they've been infiltrated by MJF essentially. Loved everything with the Dark Order. You know, Hangman Page may join them in a couple of days as well, and he probably should, especially because on Dynamite this week we're doing a birthday party for Negative One. I think right now you just got to sell the Dark Order is just the most good guy group ever <laughs> i don't i don't see what else you can do and the best way to do that is to put someone like hangman page in charge i think before everything that happened with Brody lee which was so tragic happened i think it would have worked better if hangman page had kind of taken them down from the inside and sort of became the well ironically the cleaner for dynamite but look things change there are far more important things than stories in wrestling and so now I just think it's about let's get some good vibes out there, man. And Hangman Page gives them credibility. It gives them somewhat of a focal point that they've lost. Not that they need to replace Brody Lee by any stretch of the imagination. So um, that will be good. And then everything with the elite. You know, Kenny Omega pretending he was going to team with the Bucks. Then he's teamed with Gallows and Anderson. And they just, you know, get the, I was going to say they wreck. That's not true. They take on Griff Garrison. Um, who else they were taking on? It was Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr. And Danny Limelight. I mean, those three guys talk about taking your opportunity <laughs> excuse me talk about taking your opportunity and running with it i thought that not only did i think those three were great but i do not understand this criticism that some people have dating back ages but specifically to when alan angels fought kenny omega and everyone's like kenny omega should just run through him why did we let alan angels get any offense i take you back to my charlotte argument sure sometimes you, you see shutout in games in any kind of sport but also sometimes if we're going to apply it to football or soccer for my american friends you can get i don't know 
Stoke City taking on Manchester United and Stoke City win 1-0. They, and they got the victory. You don't sit there and go, oh, it's preposterous, it's unbelievable. No, but it happened. And that's why sport is great, because it tells its own stories. And you know, ultimately, the elite, the bullet club, whatever we're going to call them, kind of did get through this with relative ease. But I much prefer the back and forth dynamic. I don't think we always have to have, oh, well, they're the, they're the guys that we're focusing on right now, so they just wreck them. No, don't have to just wreck them. Just win, of course. If you didn't win, that would be absolutely stupid. But we didn't do that. And then obviously, you know, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers went on to have the match against Moose, Rich Swan, and Chris Saban at Hard to Kill, which you really should go. If you've been th- sitting on the fence about whether you want to watch Impact, that's a great place to start. That was a really, really good pay-per-view. And Moose took his opportunity, obviously, to fill in for Alex Shelley, and he smashed it out of the park. I really like Moose. And I was unsure about all that stuff he did with EC3. I was incorrect. I was massively incorrect. Like, it... It has turned him into this monster. He's lost a loads of weight. He looks legitimate. He feels legitimate. He was absolutely legitimate on, on Saturday night. Everyone was scared of him. He went toe-to-toe with Kenny Omega. He was able to justify his position by saying, look, I don't like you, but if we're on the same team, I'm going to fight with you. And even later on when Don Callis was like, well, if you're on my team, he goes, well, then I fight for you, but I don't care about you. You know, I care about me. I want my championships. And I, I like that Rich Swan got pinned, as controversial as that may sound. Because it opens the door to do Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. I think Kenny Omega should win that championship. I don't think we should go on a bunch of feuds. And I think at an indeterminate point down the line, maybe even months, maybe even a year, it should then be Rich Swan's turn to get it back. So he comes out feeling like a bigger star because he is so talented. And Moose should probably get a belt in there at some point as well. But yeah, great all around. I thought the X Division match was great. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards are insane. But my word, I mean, they did exactly what they advertised, so you can't fault it. Um, everything else was just easy to watch. I know Ethan Page versus Cry Man has become a thing. I don't want to talk about it. I thought it was fine for what it was. It was two minutes on a two and a half, three hour show, whatever it was. If you're going to get mad about that, you may as well just stop watching, right? You're just going to wear yourself out. You're just going to absolutely wear yourself out. Uh, we also know about WrestleMania. This year, they're going back to Raymond James Stadium in Florida, which of course is what they were meant to do yet last year. And they're going to have fans in the building. Do I think they should have fans in the building? I think it's questionable and I think it's controversial, but I'm also a massive hypocrite because as a fan and as somebody that covers this kind of stuff, I know it's going to make the event better. Health and safety is the most important thing, though. I don't want them to get hurt or die, obviously. That's, that, that stands to reason. But they are doing that. And the next year, they're going to go to Texas. And the year after that, they will finally go to California, which kind of throws into question what we do with this Rock-Roman Reigns match. I don't think the Rock's going to want to do it in front of any no fans. So I think this year is out. Next year, it is in that 100,000-seat stadium. So that's a potential. And the Rock was when they did the one in 2016. But I still think given that Hollywood, California, I still think you'd wait till then. But can we wait till 2023? Will people still care? I'm sure they will because I think the rock stardom's about to die. But where is Roman Reigns going to be at that time? Like the ideal, if you, I, I never actually thought it would happen because I think the rock schedule is too, is too nuts. But if you were going to do it, I think absolutely the time to do it would be now, would be this March, April. But I would, I bet my left arm that that's not going to be the case. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, they announced them. Uh, all three back to back which goes to show how crazy the world is right now because they've never done that before and of course this year's will be another two-night affair is that good is that bad i don't know it was fine last year but we're living in crazy times i think ultimately i would always just rather have a good four and a half hour show than either one seven hour show or two four hour shows yeah i just think it's it sucks when you have to leave people off the card but i also think that you want to 
you just don't want to run people into the ground. I was very, very lucky to go to WrestleMania that was headlined by 34, right? I get so confused. 34 was Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I was very lucky to be there. But that was such a long show. But at the time the main event got around, just like, man, I'm so tired. I've been worn out by too much wrestling. And you still find a way. You still find that energy within you. When you've been sat in a chair for eight hours, it, it just is. And maybe that does sound bad. And maybe I should slap myself and figure out what, you know, what I'm talking about. I just don't think you want to do anything for eight hours. I think hey, that's a ridiculously long time. That's absolutely crazy. But anyway, that's the plans for uh, for WrestleMania. I don't think I saw anything else that was sort of super huge. I saw a load of people arguing about who who's telling the truth and who's running legitimate headlines and who's not running legitimate headlines. I'm like, we're doing this now. <laughs> this has been going on for years. And that's not just with wrestling. I hate it when people pin it on wrestling. It's not wrestling. It's the internet. And that's why you should always be savvy and you should always do your own research and you should always go out and read stuff and just make sure everything's you know above board before before you make any serious calls. And sometimes you're going to get it wrong and you don't have to go attack everybody. That's why I don't get, oh, I'm going to go yell at this person. Look, there are websites that absolutely deserve to be yelled at. I'm not even going to name the one that you're all thinking of. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. I'm not going to talk about them because I think they're horrific and some of the stuff they do. But that is a large leap away from what the majority of people do. And I'm not going to pretend people don't go for clickbait. Of course they do. Everyone does. This podcast, if I can come up with a clickbaity title, I'll do it. But what I hope people know is that it's not done there to try and trick you. It's done there to try and entice you in. And ultimately, that title will be paid off. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Let's talk about Ryback versus Mark Henry. That was nuts. <laughs> if you haven't seen, I don't know if I know all the details, but Ryback quote tweeted, it's hard for me to follow Ryback because he blocked me because I made a tweet that was nothing to do with him. Somebody put in the comments, he's talking about Ryback, which I wasn't, and he just blocked me without asking anything. Cheers, Ryback. Appreciate you giving me the benefit of the doubt. But I think the Ryback quote tweet tweeted something like, oh belts are props they're toys you know who gives a crap whatever and then mark henry took offense to that and said what's he ever done and then ryback started it's like 18 thread tweet where he acted like it was all peaches and cream and then just spent the next two days racking into mark henry and then mark henry retaliated and said well when i see you in person i'm gonna rip off your skin i was like wow wow that's escalated ridiculous i mean i don't know who's right or wrong i'm probably not even gonna give an opinion on it if i'm totally honest it's just what i will say is this and I don't know the guy. So, I, you know, this is just, this is said with love and positivity and hope in my heart. I just hope that Ryback is all right. <laughs> I mean it. Because he is constantly preaching positivity and yet all his actions are so negative. And you're like, are you all right, bro? Are you all right? I just hope he's all right. I think Mark Henry just took personal offense to it, which I can understand. I wouldn't have reacted like he did. But I think he felt like Ryback had broken the code with some of the things that he'd thrown out there. And I can totally understand that. I can totally understand that. Again, maybe a little bit of an overreaction, but but I get it. But it just seems to be happening more and more. These, these sort of mini feuds just break out online, and you're like, what happened? What? <laughs> why, why do, do you remember when we used to work in offices? I mean, we don't anymore, but we used to work in offices, and if you didn't like someone, you'd ignore them. That doesn't happen anymore. Now it's more like, nope, we got <laughs> we have to take everybody down. Everybody has to be taken down and they have to be run into the dirt. Uh, in terms of ratings, we always touch on a little bit. Raw was fine. It should go up this week because football is in. Obviously, there's not as much football at the moment as we build to the uh, the playoffs, Super Bowl, etc. AEW and NXT got wrecked by the news. You know, what are you going to do? And they're probably going to get wrecked by the news tomorrow because it's inauguration day. 
And that's going to be an interesting 24 hours. Uh, AEW also filed a trademark on Too Sweet. That shouldn't surprise anyone because obviously Gallows and Anderson and Kelly Omega are all doing that sign. So you may as well. It's just due diligence. And as I let my brain rack to see anything else that happened, I don't think it did. I think that was pretty much the week, to be honest. I know that there's something... WWE is taping something called Superstar Spectacle. I think it's for Indian TV. But they're going to film it in the same place they film NXT. So that could be interesting. And on NXT this week, we're finally getting Thatcher versus Gargano in that fight pit match. So I think that'll be quite good after. I think Thatcher got injured or or couldn't couldn't do it last week. I did like what Adam Cole said, actually, before we start answering questions. Adam Cole made it very... Um, very clear that he deems the NXT as the main roster. Someone said, oh, you should be on Raw and SmackDown. You, know, you should be brought up to the main roster. He's like, I am on the main roster. And I quite like that. I quite like that idea because it is, right? I think it should be seen that way. Because it, I don't know. Who even knows anymore? I just think, what you know, name me someone that's benefited from being a call-up. I've just realized that Keith Lee wasn't even on the show last night. That hadn't even popped into my head until now. I hate it when I miss those things. But Keith Lee couldn't get, in, couldn't get on the show. And Nikki Cross, she wasn't on the show and she was doing all right. Uh, I can't even think of anybody else now. It's not a riddle. I mean, that's a controversial character right there. Some people just can't believe what they've done with him. So I think if we can establish and push this idea that NXT is main roster i know it doesn't do the same kind of views and it probably does need a bit of a change at this point to recapture people's attention i think it'd be better all around i just do who even knows who even cares i care you can call it main roster you can call it secondary roster you can call it boring roster (laughs) i don't care just as long as it's interesting tv that's where i'm i'm going to uh, lay my hat and that's wrestling for the last week or so. It's been all right. I think WWE is, is, is in a strange pattern because usually at this time, this is where they ramp up. And I think we don't have enough. I think unlike most years, we don't have a plan for the Royal Rumble, which is somewhat not necessarily worrying. But I think usually like last year, for example, I think we all knew that it was time to push Drew McIntyre and see how that was going to go. And look how well it's worked out. Drew was on Raw, you know, cut a promo. He's going to be back next week. It was good. It was fine. It was easy. And that allowed us to have everything at the start of Raw when, you know, Brock was Brock was being beaten up by Drew, gets him out of the Rumble, then we build to WrestleMania, and then the craziness happens. I don't really feel that now. Like, we'll do a Raw Rumble episode next week, but I would guess the two people in my head who are destined to win the Rumble are potentially Daniel Bryan, hence why he's losing on TV all the time. WWE loves doing that. And then, again, Bianca Belair, I think, would be a smart choice because you've told anyone that may not be deciding whether she's a star or not that she is. But I suppose you could have you could have Randy Orton win the Rumble, given everything he was talking about on Raw. You could have uh, Big E win the Royal Rumble. You could do that to a certain extent. I don't think he will. Uh, you could have Bailey win the Rumble. Charlotte Flair. I know we all roll our eyes. But Becky Lynch comes back. Not going to happen. But you know, if you want a fantasy book, you certainly could. Lacey Evans. She's in a prominent program. Alexa Bliss. She's all crazy now. Maybe Oscar loses her title. One of my favorite things I've heard, and I don't know how I would cope with this, is that the Miz cashes in his money in the bank. On Roman, right? Or, or, or something like that. And Kevin Owens, basically, Kevin Owens is the champion, and Roman Reigns has lost. I don't even think, now I've said this out loud, the Miz doesn't even need to get involved. But somehow, Kevin Owens wins, 
Roman Reigns is loses. You need to protect Roman Reigns as much as possible because his character is so good right now. But if Kevin Owens is going to be universal champion, I'm a happy man. And then Jey Uso is number 30 in the Rumble. And then Roman Reigns stops him, gaslights him, manipulates him as he's wont to do. He takes his spot and he wins. And then he wins the thing back at WrestleMania. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. I would absolutely love it. It would hopefully give Kevin Owens a good three-month reign that he never had beforehand because he always felt like second fiddle, which I thought was unfair. Uh, they were always going to have a good match, those two. So when he did lose it, he, you know, the, the Goldberg thing was, was, not the, was not the highlight of Kevin Owens' life, although I'm sure it was fun to work with him. And you've given you know Roman something fun to do. I mean, at the same time, you can keep the belt on Roman for ages now. It just works. It just works for that character. But I like the idea. I can't remember who said it now. So if you're listening, go, Miller just stole my idea. I certainly didn't mean to. It just popped back in my head and I didn't really take it um I take it seriously when I read it. But yeah, that's that's what I want to happen, and, and and it likely won't. Okay, let's answer the questions now. We get into it. Thank you for sending them over to me at Simon316. And it's Connor Connor. Connor Cooper, I should say. Which wrestlers do you think will be the next big breakout star in 2021? It's almost impossible to answer in WWE because they changed their mind. I would like to say Big E, but like on a proper main event level, Bianca Belair, all the people I'm just talking about. Uh, I'd like to see Ricochet being given his shot. I think Will Ospreay is going to continue to do his thing, and I think he's going to feel a lot bigger by the time we get to the end of the year. Um, I think MJF and Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. Oh, we didn't talk about Darby Allen and Brian Cage in that can we kill Darby Allen match? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know whether that's your type of thing or not, but did I have a good time? Was I entertained? Absolutely. When Brian Cage gorilla press slammed Darby Allen outside of the ring through the table, unbelievably unbelievable. <laughs> you can't control that. It was great. It was awesome. And then Darby winning with that pin that he, you know, was the one that he'd screwed up with Cody that he asked Taz to teach him. Round of applause all round. I mean, star making. Really, really was star making. So yeah, I'm sure he'll go on to big things too. My man Jonathan Hammond says, full count uh, somewhere or obstacles match. There are many strange and wonderful stipulations in wrestling. And I know you often get asked for your favorite. I'd like to ask what was the best executed, the one that made best use of the stipulation and built it up. I mean, Hell in the Cell is the first one that came to mind. It's so hard to remember this now because it was way back in 97 and the Hell in the Cell concept has been, uh, you know, sullied slightly. But it was done because the month before Triple uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker had a match, and you know they couldn't stop interference and all this other shenanigans. So they locked them in something even bigger than a than a steel cage. It looked awesome. It looked ominous. It felt like a match that would be synonymous with the Undertaker. Shawn Michaels sold it like he was terrified, which we already talked about earlier in the show. And it was just because the match was so good, it then elevated the stipulation. And I don't think it's been topped. I think the King of the Ring 98 one is more famous, but in terms of a match I enjoy going back to watch, I think the first one at Bad Blood 97 is perfect, especially with the debut of Kane, one of my favorite matches ever. Buckshot Jones, who thought of starting ups and downs? It's a very entertaining show. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to assume the concept was already on the internet. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I've never watched anything called ups and downs, but I'm going to guess that it was. Um... And I, I'd love to tell you that I started it, but I didn't. I think What Culture started it the month that I joined, uh, but they had a couple of other guys doing it. My, I think Jack was doing both of them, right? Jack the Jobber. I think he was doing both. I can't remember now. And then one day they asked me if I wanted to do one, and I said I said yes because I thought it was a good opportunity. I don't even know why I was asked, to be honest. So I'm just going to assume it was the uh, the owners of What Cultures and the manager of What Culture. So fair play to them, man. I do, I do agree with you. I guess you could have called it a review, but it's not as fun. Ups and Downs has its own gimmick its own niche and you can have uh, far more fun with it so yeah uh josh says just need your final four picks for both the men's and women's rumble so hard i mean final four in the women's has got to be bianca belair bailey charlotte will be in there 
probably Alexa Bliss at this stage. I mean, they're the people you're focusing on the most. And in the men's, I go Daniel Bryan. I think Baron Corbin will be in there. I think Seth Rollins will come back in the Rumble and he'll be there. The fourth one is harder. You potentially could have Braun Strowman coming back and being in there as well. Or maybe you don't want to waste both. I think AJ Styles will be in the final four. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be in the final four. He could win it, you know. Outside chance. Ken K says, imagine a Survivor Series event of AEW versus Impact. A lot of people have been talking about this with the Impact AEW stuff. Do we have one big show like we did with the Invasion in WWE? Or is it better to just sort of stretch us out for as much as we can and enjoy it for longer, I suppose? Because if you do do a big blow-off event, I don't know why I disappeared to then, I was thinking about it. If you do do a big blow-off event, you kind of, you've won and done it. I think it's better just to have the odds super match here and there. So maybe on the April Impact show, that's where you do um, Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, And then in February, obviously you do Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. But maybe there is a Gallows and Anderson versus the Young Bucks or something like that. And then you can just, you can do it each and every month. You can hold it off for a few months. I think that's a much better way to do it to get the longevity out of it. I don't think you want to give everyone everything all at once, but it would be good. Brendan says, will Jake Hagar's train of fun ever be a thing? And who is deserving of the train of fun monkey in each company? Well, that's amazing, Brendan. You've been listening to a long time. For those that don't know, my very first foray, I suppose, into doing this kind of talking about wrestling was on a show called The Ministry of Slam, which I think Lawrence and Lee have just started again. So make sure you go and watch Ministry of Slam. I think they're live streaming on Twitch every Sunday. So definitely check that out. And I don't know why, but I really like Jack Swagger, the wrestler. I don't know why I didn't like, I don't know why I liked him. I, you know, it's just one of those things, but I don't know why I just decided to say that he, he drove a train of fun. And when Jack Swagger had the momentum and he was riding along, it was Jack Swagger's train of fun. I mean, Big E, I told you the Big E boat. Big E definitely deserves his boat. Um, Sami Zayn deserves his ship. Thank you, Brain. I appreciate that. And I'll do one more for the sake of it, which would, of course, be Ricochet deserves his... I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. His ride, that absolutely sucks. Let's just move on. Boss of the World says, do you think we'll have any surprises in the Royal Rumble this year? I mean, this is probably one of those years where they can get away with not having surprises. The less people you have in the building, likely the better. So I'll say, sadly, because I do love them, I think they'll be few and far between. Um, good old Jay says, what do you wish, wish for wrestling video games? What kind of video games, which features? Well, I certainly would never waste a wish. If a genie popped out of a, of a lamp and went, Sam, what do you wish? I would not put it on video games, just for the record. That's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But I think 2K needs to reset the engine for the 2K series. I think that it's just had its day, like most games do. I think if you are developing a wrestling game, you should always have a thought about can we add a mode where people are working together to create a wrestling match because obviously wrestling is simulated at the best of times. And you probably want to bring back a lot of stuff like create a finisher, the, the, the general manager mode, the things that your long-term fans can invest in and enjoy. And I don't really ever think we've had an online mode that's taken advantage of what we had. So that's you don't need to worry about roster or anything like that. I do think we need a different gameplay because again, I think it's just old hat at this stage. But there are small issues that should have been hammered out ages ago. And I know 2K20 wasn't great. Well, it wasn't great. It was bad. And I know that it was riddled with issues because they'd split up with Ukes. But hopefully that just means that this year's is better. We will have to wait and see. 
Danny says, hey, Simon, if the Royal Rumble winner chooses to face a champion currently in a storyline, should their two title defenses at WrestleMania since it's a two-night event, similar to Wrestle Kingdom with Ibushi versus Naito in night one and Jay White facing the winner in night two? No, I know what you mean. I think what they'll do is one night will be Drew McIntyre versus whoever, and the other night will be Roman Reigns versus whoever. That's just how WWE does things. Eleanor says, do you think WWE should bring back GMs? If so, who should they be? Well, they already have. I mean, that's Adam Pearce. We don't know where he came from. We don't know what his MO is. We don't know if he's going to vanish again. But he is the general manager, essentially, of WWE. I don't know if they have a special word for him. But that's what he does. I don't know whether it's good. I don't know whether it's bad. I can't like him, though. I wouldn't have even minded if he was in that match. Roman Reigns could have destroyed him. I think that would have worked for his character. Uh, Matt B says, What do you think is the best thing going on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT at the moment? Uh, best thing on Raw is AJ Styles and, and Omos. I think they're constantly entertaining and they always have good matches. Best thing on SmackDown is Roman Reigns by a country mile. And the best thing on NXT is probably Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and everything they're doing. I find that quite fun. But I do really like Damian Priest. I know he's kind of in limbo at the moment, but I thought Damian Priest had really found his, had his footing. So yeah, I always give a shout out to him. Uh, who's the baddest says no question but just want to say i love watching your podcast that's very nice thank you very much i hope you're watching right now robbie gillett says hi simon what is your favorite pro wrestling entrance theme of all time keep up the great and positive podcasts of all time well, that's going to change day to day if you asked me two days ago i would have told you the undertaker's theme of the volume three cd so the attitude era theme with the guitar like, meh, meh. that's the best one Kane's is up there austin's is up there um bret hart's is up there I mean, there's going to be so many I'm not even thinking about now. There's a ton of good ones. Anything that still evokes emotion within me gets a shout. I know I would have missed loads. Uh, Timothy Black says, what matches do you think will take place at WrestleMania 37? Oh, Matt, I think it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, but I'm not sure. I don't know who the hell Roman Reigns faces. I, I, I genuinely don't. I think we will do Edge versus Randy Orton because with fans, I think that will be... We need, we need to blow that off and I think we need to do it in front of a crowd. So that will rock... Uh, maybe you can extend Bailey and Bianca Belair to that point, but probably not. I presume Charlotte versus an Alexa Bliss or an Oscar, depending on what they do with that title. Maybe do Sasha Banks versus Bailey again. No, that doesn't work. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair is probably more realistic. And then Bailey against Natalia. Nobody wants to see that WrestleMania. Harrison says, with all the deaths in kayfabe recently, what would be the best way to die in kayfabe? Easy, my friend, getting thrown off a roof. Baron Corbin did it twice. Uh, Ray Martin says, where and where and when can I get a Wizard in the Sky shirt? I'd love to offer you a Wizard in the Sky shirt, but obviously, you know, that's not my, um, yeah, that, that, that would be on the, the shoulders of what culture? But you never know. Maybe one day. JE says, why is evolution such a mystery? Hang on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've got to learn these lyrics. I'll tell you. Um, that's not it. <laughs> that's not even spelled Motorhead either. One more effing time. Oh, you're not you're not listening to me at all. I need to answer this question. People are waiting for me. There we go. Mystery, mystery. Where's the mystery bit? <laughs> it's a good podcast. Miller, why did you ever win any awards? I don't know. You tell me. It does say mystery. Full of change and no one sees. No, I need the next bit, damn it. Why would no one tell me these stupid lines? This is really weird. Then there we go. Full of change that no one sees. Clock makes a fool of history. Yesterday, so long ago. Don't agree with what I know. Tomorrow's got no place to be. 
I see the line in the stand. Time to find out who I am. Looking back to see where I stand. Evolution, evolution. Absolute gibberish. She, my reflection change. Nothing ever stays the same. Getting older, evolution. But you know the names of the game. Have to work in Triple H's name. We all know what it means. Nothing's ever what it seems. Unforgiven, unforeseen. I see the line in the sand. Time to find out who I am. Looking back to where I stand. Evolution, evolution. Awful. <laughs> Although if you care, when I did my bodybuilding show years ago now, I did pose to the evolution theme. So there you go. I'm that guy. And you can never unknow that information. Uh, Aaron says, what is your favorite wrestling outfit of all time? I think Bret Hart's singlet, you know. No one's ever asked me that before, but I'm going with it. Uh, Lee Sutton says, Bullet Club related. One is the Jay White thing of work. Two is the New Japan Bullet Club, the elite thing of work. I think that Tamatonga is probably a little bit annoyed by it. I don't know this at all. Pure speculation. And if he has worked me, more power to him. That's the game. That's the idea. But I can see why he'd be a bit irked, you know, because he's been so desperate and putting so much effort into keeping it alive. And if someone else just came back and got more or got people shouting about it, yeah, you probably would feel put out. I think New Japan are keeping Jay White. I don't think Jay White's leaving. I think it's very smart on all hot paths to get people talking about him. I think not only does he suit New Japan, I think the ceiling for him is still huge. He'll probably come over to an AEW or a WWE soon, but he's still young. We don't need to do that for years. Um, someone's asked the top 10 entrance themes, Alex. I mean, that will never come to my head. Uh, Matt says, I was a bit of a latecomer to NXT. Started tuning in after the deal with BT. Missed the best of Alistair Black. I can only say at this point, it would be best for him to go back there and feud with the likes of Priest, Cross, and Champa. Well, I think that Priest is about to debut on SmackDown or Raw. At least that was the idea. Um, but yes, I mean, look, he's not doing anything at the moment. He's certainly a good hand. I'm a big fan of his. He should be on television and i can't answer why he's not they just don't like him and if not put him back somewhere where we know he'll be used better uh conran says can you rank new year's smash new year's evil and hard to kill first time watching an impact pay-per-view and was pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed it new commentary team and crowd effects definitely help keep up the good work brother love the podcast and the positivity uh, I think I can rank them, to be honest. I mean, New Year's Evil, I had to fly through because I wanted to watch it, but I just had no time. Hard to Kill was really good, and New Year's Smash was really good. I mean, if I had to rank them, I'd go New Year's Smash, Hard to Kill, New Year's Evil. But that's not fair on New Year's Evil because I didn't pay as much attention to it. Again, because life kicked my ass. Um, Cow says, if for the rest of the life a song would play every time you walked into a room, which wrestling entrance music would you pick? Well, that would be Austin's because you want the glass break. The glass break is the favorite thing ever. Everybody wants to know about themes today. Mike Marshall says, what is your favorite in-ring theme right now? <laughs> oh, man, it's so hard because I won't think of any. Kevin Owens' is good. I think it really suits his character and it's just fun to listen to. Someone else has got to have a good theme. I like Baron Corbin's theme, but without the king stuff going into it i like the james johnson end of days thing i think that's great her business theme is really good that's so good they got like 72 different versions of it as well uh drew mcintyre's works for his character but i wouldn't call it one of my favorite themes i think that's about enough uh xmad says with the elite and the good brothers back together what are your thoughts on this do you think jay white is going to join them then if aew has a show in england marty skull debuts and joins them as well uh, no, I don't think any of that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think Marty Skull is going to join. And I think Jay White is going to stay at New Japan. But I've been wrong before. And I'm sure I could be wrong again. Tyler just completely steals the podcast. And he says, have you ever played Five Nights at Freddy's? Tyler, not over have I played it. There is video footage of me losing my mind on the internet somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where. If you can find it, good for you. Uh, Dopamine Explosion says, if you could invent a flavor of ice cream around a wrestler's name, what would that flavor be? Wow. I mean, that is hard. But straight away, I'm going to go with probably Cesaro, like Cesaro d Cookies and Cream. No, it doesn't work. 
Cesardo. Cesardo. Silent brain. I love you. So it's cookie dough, but it's Cesardo. Move on. Put the gavel down. Done. Tom, if Drew had to drop the title tomorrow, who do you think deserves it? I don't know. Who do I think does it? Well, Big E, but no, that doesn't work. So it's got to be on Raw. AJ Styles. If you dropped it to AJ Styles, I'd be all right with it. I'd want there to be a good build, but I'm all right with AJ Styles being the champion at all times. Uh, II says, what's your favorite belt of all time? Winged Eagle from like the mid to late, not really late 90s, but the mid, early to mid 90s. Best belt ever. Christian, do you think having WrestleMania in Tampa with the pirate theme is going to push WrestleMania 2020 into the shadows? It seems almost like a do-over, which is pretty unfair for those involved with the show last year. Dude, I'm pretty sure that WWE and fans alike are happy to forget about that. It was Go back and watch it now. It's not their fault. It's really, really not their fault. Awful. <laughs> not awful. It was good. So hard to watch. It's like being at a funeral. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, where am I going? Wrestling Views says, do you think Roman Reigns is the best character in all of pro wrestling right now? I mean, he's up there in the debate. I put him in there. I put Kenny Omega in there. I put Cody in there because he's so damn consistent. I put Sting in there. May not say much, but my word, he gets a reaction. And there'll be other. Drew McIntyre, his character's great. I think he's come on leaps and bounds. Much better like this than just angry Scottish man. So there's a few. It's just about how you use them. Kevin says, if you could rebook any angle that ended poorly or just praying terrible in terms of payoff, for example, Triple H and Booker T or the Katie Vick angle, how would you book it? Well, Triple H and Booker T is easy. I would not have gone anywhere near as heavy. Oh, I wouldn't have had it at all. I mean, it was racist undertones. And you could even say overtones. I would never have gone in that way. Like, you could have focused on, you know, him not being deserving of the champion because he had a jail sentence behind him, but we did not leave it there. But either way, Booker T should have just won. WrestleMania is meant to be when the feuds end and the good guys go over, and we didn't do that. Still absolutely ridiculous. And there is no redeeming Katie Vick. I wouldn't have done Katie Vick. You can have a Kane Triple H uh, storyline and it not involve dead sex with people. Otherwise, on a less controversial issue... I also would have changed the way that we did Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon should have left Triple H for Kurt Angle. Doesn't mean she couldn't have gone back with him at some point, but if we had have done that, I think that story would have been great. That's what I would have personally done there. Uh, Bosses says, I would like an Uso to win the Royal Rumble. So Jay Uso to win a Royal Rumble. And I would like him to challenge, to take on Roman and do a swerve. What do you think? I would like it, but they won't do it at WrestleMania. Uh, Dylan says, hey, Simon, big fan of yours here in Ireland. Thank you. I'd like to know, what do you think that WWE need to do with Oscar? It seems like her raw title reign is a dud. And the tag belts were clearly hot-shotted onto her for Charlotte's sake. Any ways to improve her character? Well, very sadly, given what I saw on Raw, I think that all the effort and work that Oscar put into her role her character her resting in 2020 and she did do great i think for whatever reason is about to be forgotten about i think alexa bliss is going to beat her i don't think that she should have shown fear as we've already discussed uh the way you make oscar work is just by letting her be a badass who has great matches because oscar is a badass who has great matches it is a shame uh, msk says team taz is a dominant stable but they haven't had any major victories up till now when do you think they will start winning and which one of them will become the champion first well i'll have you know msk that brian cage is a champion um i think a great thing to do would be to have a ricky starks win the tnt title at some point and maybe that creates some kind of animosity with um brian cage i don't want them to break up but i think that could be a cool thing to do i think ricky starks potentially brian cage is one of these guys never needs a belt look at him he sells himself like gets himself over just by the way he looks and that does happen in that does happen in wrestling uh shifty boots uh you asked about ryback we've already talked about that uh wrestling views do you think smackdown is slowly getting on par with dynamite well i'm not gonna lie to you i don't like comparing shows that way not saying that we shouldn't do that we're we are curious beasts as as human beings 
But, you know, do I prefer Dynamite to SmackDown or vice versa? The answer is I don't know. I know that I watched SmackDown on Saturday morning and go, boy, golly, that was a good show. And then I watched AEW on a Wednesday mo- a Thursday morning. like, boy, golly, that was a good show. And that's all I need. I don't need to start saying, well, this was better than that and that was better than this. I feel like they all exist in their own bubbles and I just like them for what they are. Now, the internet doesn't agree with me and the internet thinks I'm being paid off. I'm still waiting for those checks. I'd love to get one. It's hard at the moment out there <laughs> to get work. But that's honestly how I view wrestling. I don't even judge it based on what came last week. I remember it in terms of storylines. But, you know, I've seen some people not naming any names that will continually crap over a product because they didn't like what happened seven days ago. You can't do that. You have to move forward. It's really, really important. Low Blow Pro Wrestling. Amazing name. Hey, Simon. Do you think live crowds at shows would be salvaging Raw right now? For me, the show is an all-time low for quality, and I'm skeptical on how much COVID is to blame. It's a great question. I thought this the other day because people were talking about ratings. I was like, I wonder if COVID has, has an effect or did have an effect when it was really, really bad. I, I don't know. I think the problem with me is I'm so lost on it in terms of reviewing it that sometimes maybe I lose sight of all that. I don't think it is particularly good. No. So I'd imagine that they could be... I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding, right? Smackdown is Smackdown numbers went up when the quality went up. AEW Dynamite numbers go up when the quality goes up. Same with NXT. So no, I think you're probably right. I think COVID was an excuse maybe last year. But this year, when people have gotten used to it, I do think it will get a boost when there's fans back in the arena because there's nothing more important to wrestling than fans. But yeah, I don't think that, that that's an excuse for the storytelling, would be my guess. Uh, Chickley says, do you think there should still be call-ups from NXT? Well, that's kind of what we've already talked about. No, I don't, to be honest. Unless there's a plan. And if there's a plan, stick to the plan. But man, that could be applied to many things. Jamin says, what inspired you to name your show Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show? It's a good question. I don't know where it came from. It's very, very hard. I spent a lot of work on it. Um, Antonia says, you're amazing, Simon, because you found seven likes on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean but one of my likes was that Dwayne gill came back from his heart attack <laughs> this is what i'm talking about i do appreciate antonio massively thanks for the love but so many people just see the numbers one was for that one was because i enjoyed oscar being a moron than a bad segment <laughs> like people never actually listen to what i'm giving ups for but i don't care as long as people watch it was a bad show i know this tom simon with cedric alexander constantly falling out with shelton i could see mvp recruiting another superstar to the faction who would you like to see in the hurt business well i hope cedric alexander stays in there because i think right now they're protected especially with mvp doing such a good job i would like a female wrestler to be drafted in there who i don't know that's a very very good question i mean peyton royce would be doing far better in a group like that than she's doing right now um but i think um you don't need any more dudes because they work all together but if you are going to grow it i think maybe one or two women would be awesome there's nothing wrong with having a big group don't have to be together all the time new japan has proven that i don't mind people being in factions you would go out there to get people to watch your back so i don't know though and we finish with apple whore excellent actually we'll do two more is wrestling dying as an art form if not what's the next evolution to push the art onwards i don't think it's ever going to die i mean one day maybe in hundreds of hundreds of years but the the proof is in the business and even though there are numbers down across the board wwe especially is making so much money and that's the point they want to make so much money finish with shazam who says are you planning on wrestling in the west midlands in 2021 and the reason i wanted to answer that question shazam is because in 2021 as long as everything is okay and as long as there's health and safety and vaccinations and everything keeps going to plan. I will wrestle everywhere. I'll wrestle in Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, the West Midlands, the East Midlands, the North Midlands, the South Midlands, Newcastle, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, America, Australia. I will go wherever I can, which was the plan. Uh, sadly, got um, stolen away. 
But lots of people have had that story and I've told it time and time again. Instead, I will thank you very much for listening. I will plug all my wares, patreon.com forward to Simon316. At Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter, YouTube channel, search for Simon Miller. Uh, what else can you do? Merchandise, simon.bigcartel.com. I'm going to do a sale on there this week. So if you want to get buy one, get one half price, you're going to be able to do that. Otherwise, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. I know we haven't done one on Thursday yet. Not going to get into it, personal stuff, but it will get there eventually. And just know that people that tweet me saying you're a dick for not doing it, you get blocked. And I am not ashamed of saying that at all. Uh, but we will get into a routine of doing that. But mostly, I appreciate you being there for me. I appreciate you uh, for listening. Don't worry about Raw too much. It is what it is. I'm sure they'll find their groove eventually. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Yeah.